Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken. We are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio, and we have a repeat. Actually, Jeff, is it a repeat or a three-peat? It, are we allowed to say three Pete or does somebody get a commission on that one? It's a three uh, it, I think it's three times. How's that? <laughs> this is your third time back on the show. It yes. is. Thanks for having me. At least three times. We've got Jeff Toyster who is back in the studio, actually his own studio. We are distance remote. He's in California. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. We're going to talk about his new book, The Guaranteed Customer Experience. More about that in just a sec because quick announcements, as you know, if you've not listened to the show before, we need you to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere. And if you've got a question, just use the hashtag AskShep to ask your question. And I'll make sure I answer it either right there or perhaps I'll answer it in, on this show, in my newsletter, or even my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Prime, C-Suite TV. And now if you go to beamazing.tv, we created a little website with all the episodes. We pull it from our YouTube channel, beamazing.tv. Go there today. Don't delay. <laughs> all right. Let's get back to our interview. And it will be amazing because every time I have Jeff here, he's a colleague, a friend, a fellow expert in the customer service and experience world. And he's just come out with another book. And this book is worth taking a close look at. The book is titled uh, The Guaranteed Customer Experience, How to Win Customers, by keeping your promises. And by the way, if you've ever dealt with a company that didn't keep your promise, that is so frustrating. You're probably thinking, I'm never gonna go back and do business with them again. But I'll let Jeff tell the story. Jeff, welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you giving the book a, a, a shout out. You're right, it's so frustrating. Shout out, We're, the whole show is about the book. <laughs> There's no shout out here. <laughs> <laughs> it's frustrating though when when companies don't keep their promises and and, and we're wired to remember those and, and and that's usually the point in the relationship where we start thinking about going somewhere else. Yeah. And and so give me some examples of like the promises that are I, I'll bet I and I'll be honest the book by the time you are listening to the show, the book will be out. So I have not received the advanced copy. I did get, you know, a short little PDF of some of what's in there. But so I'm kind of walking the tightrope without a net underneath me. So you're going to help me out. What are some of the promises that uh, are typical that companies do not keep that frustrate customers the most? I think the the most common promise is a that the product or service will do this and there's there's a lot of basic items so as an example i purchased a phone charger for my phone and that seems like a very simple product and a very simple premise i want to keep my phone charged it did not come with a plug to plug the charger in Apparently these are separate items now. Didn't say that anywhere in the advertising. It didn't say that anywhere. So now I get this useless half a charger item that I purchased. And that's an example of things I think that happen to us all the time. Or, or if you go to, uh, this has happened to all of us. If you go to a, a fast food restaurant, you go through the drive-through, you place your order, they hand you a bag, 
you drive off, you get home, you open the bag, wrong order, or there's something missing. Happens to everybody. So how does how is that a, a, a differ from a mistake that's made? Now I get I get the somewhat deceptive advertising on the charger. Okay, you could say, you know what they said? I'm getting a charger. All I got was a cord. Where, how do I plug it in? And you could argue that. I mean, I remember buying printers coming home. And there's no cord in the box because. And then the guy who sold me the printer never asked me, did I need a cord? You know, yeah. um, to connect to the wall. So it's probably similar to that. It, it violates our confidence and trust, not about the guarantee or promise they made, but about the company in general, it sounds like. Well, promises can be either implicit or explicit. Mm. So the implicit promise of a phone charger is it comes with the complete set to charge your phone unless they explicitly call it out. And even then it's kind of a problem. So that's, to your point, that's kind of maybe the marketing or the advertising. But the explicit could be the customer service rep who says, I will find out the answer and I will call you back by 5 p.m. today. And they don't. Now, when they don't call you back, is that a mistake or were they lying to you? They probably made a mistake or got busy or forgot or, but whatever the reason was, you didn't get that call. Yep. So it's kind of a, it's a wide range of anything where the customer expects you to do something for them and then you don't do it, that's a broken promise. All right, so the food, you, you went through the drive-through, you got home, the food was wrong. Is that a broken promise? Is that a mistake? What is, what do you, how do you qualify that or categorize that? That is a broken promise, and the reason the promise was broken could be a mistake. So a mistake, I would say, would be one reason that promises are broken, but it's not the only reason. You know, for example, um, there was a uh, company that's, that's advertising, let's, let's say, a, a, um, a, a value meal, right? So we'll just stick with the, we'll stick with the, the restaurant, right? And, and here's what comes in it. But they didn't communicate that to the kitchen. So the kitchen's using the old standard versus the new standard. Maybe the meal's different or the sizes are different. So you could say that's a mistake. It could be miscommunication or marketing and operations aren't talking together. Uh, it could be uh, something as simple as the person in the kitchen got busy and they accidentally put the wrong items in the bag. So there's lots of reasons that the promise is not kept. Mistakes are certainly part of it, but there's also bigger picture items as well, like different departments aren't talking to each other or keeping themselves updated. So a lot of times the promises have to happen internally for it to be felt by the customer on the outside. Hey, I, I want to get to some specifics in the book, but first I want to talk about something that erodes trust, and that is a lack of consistency. And from what you're telling me, if I get home and something's wrong with my order, will I ever trust that that order will be correct again? I think that's where you're getting where, you know, that word guarantee, um, you know, what does that mean and how is it implied? And I think consistency or lack thereof creates uh, an issue for that. It does. And I have to admit, I, I was thinking about your definition of an amazing experience uh, because the, the way you put it, and I hope I get this as, as close as I can. I'll tell you if you're wrong. Okay, good. <laughs> Better than average all the time. Yeah. And, and that is, so I, I'll give you an, I must be hungry. I'm just thinking about food examples. 
I've been ordering a lot of pizza uh, in the last few years. So from my, <laughs> you're looking pretty trim though, for all that. Pizza. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to keep it light, but, uh, my, my favorite pizza place, is a place called mountain Mike's. And the thing that they do that I think is amazing is one, they start with a really great product. It's really, really good pizza. It's my favorite pizza, but here's the thing. Every time I order, it's still really good pizza. It's not good one day. And then so, so the next, right? Right. The second thing is that they do, which I think is, is mystifying. If you've ordered any food to, for delivery, it can come uh, in about the same frequency as the, the cable repair technician. You know, somewhere in a very broad four-hour window, if I order a pizza from Mountain Mike's to be delivered at 6.30, plus or mi minus five minutes, that pizza is on my doorstep every single time. It's piping hot. It's delicious. And the last thing they do, just a little bit of safety and security. There's a little bit of a safety seal tape on the box. And that just gives me that extra assurance that, you know, it's not been tampered with and, and it's, it's been contact free. But they do that every single time. And I've ordered a whole bunch of pizzas to test this. And for some reason, other organizations can't figure that out how to deliver an amazingly consistent process every single time. Yeah. So let's, let's break that one down for a second. Yeah. Okay. Number one, you requested that the pizza get there at 630. Yeah. And, and um, they said, okay, it implies a commitment. It does. Okay. Right. And they keep and earn that commitment by showing up right around 630 and obviously give or take a few minutes and that's fine. Uh, so that's, that's number one. Number two, um, it's, it's always piping hot. Okay. So it's always fresh. That you said is somewhat mystifying to you. And obviously they have a good system or a good way to keep it warm. It doesn't matter, but it's implied that when you order a pizza to be delivered, it would be ready to eat when you open the box, not after you open the box and realize you need to reheat it. Once again, keeping a promise. The other piece that you explained was this little uh, sticker or safety seal, if you will, that just is an added layer of confidence to you, which makes you trust them more. And so when we're talking about the guaranteed customer experience, we're talking about consistency that is within or is aligned with your expectations. Because at the end of the day, if they miss the expectation, a lot of times it's because they've false advertised and said, there's, you know, here's your charger. But what about the, oh, you didn't tell me you needed the plug to go with the charger. Then how do I charge it? You know, it's like, so I get it. So that's what's happening here. It's not just, I mean, I think you're playing with the word promises in a positive way. Um, but the promise is, the promise is, I think, based on a customer's expectation of what that promise should be or what the it experience is. should be. It is. And that said, organizations have a lot of influence over that promise. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, if we, we look at advertising, advertising is really promises, Yep. One of the companies I, I wrote about in the book, uh, they make a really simple promise. It's a chain of convenience stores called Bucky's. They're primarily located in Texas. And a lot of their advertising is built around, we have clean restrooms. Now that doesn't seem like very significant, but if you're on a road trip, 40% of people on a road trip worry about finding a clean restroom. And so yep. they, they understand a problem and then they're saying, hey, we're going to take care of it. So that advertising sets the expectation. Now, if they don't deliver it, that's an issue. But I can tell you that 46% uh, of Yelp reviews of Bucky's locations mention the restrooms. 
Wow. 40, They've got to be doing just, something right. They, and they must be doing something right with the restrooms. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> hey, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to dive into the book. And I want you to share, you know, two, three, maybe four specific lessons that we can learn. Because I know there's a lot of them. But let's just take a few of your favorite. And we're going to dive in and give people a little appetizer to whet their appetite to get into the big main course of what this book is about. And the book is titled The Guaranteed Customer Experience, How to Win Customers by Keeping Your Promises by Jeff Toyster. We're going to be right back. I'm so excited. I'm stumbling over my words. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. Hi, Chef Hyken here, but you knew that. And I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back again and again. Now this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll Be Back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. The book ships out in September, but purchase it today and you'll get instant access to the ebook at no extra charge. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Jeff Toyster about his new book, The Guaranteed Customer Experience, uh, How to Win Customers by Keeping Your Promises. You know what? Any... Any new book that comes out on customer service and experience, I can't wait to get. I can't wait to read it. And uh, I will be reading it the moment it comes out. I'm going to be buying a copy. So, Jeff, get this. Do not send one. I will buy one. And then I know I'm going to love it because I love a lot of your work anyway, all of your work. Uh, I'm going to leave an amazing review. So for those uh, listening to this podcast right now, I want you to go to Amazon. I want you to order the book, The Guaranteed Customer Experience by Jeff Toyster. I want you to read it. Just read the first couple of chapters. You're going to go, I love this book. Then go right back and leave a review, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, let's dive into what's in this book that's going to make people want to leave a review. So here, we're implying a promise right now, aren't we? That you're going to love the book. And if you're into customer service and who shouldn't be, this is where we want to go. So, or customer experience. What's your favorite lesson? Oh, you're making me pick a... a what's, who's a your favorite, favorite child? Already? Which of your children are your favorite? Well, okay, so I'll give you I'll give you one that I was thinking about very recently, uh, because a lot of the brands that that I profile in the book, these are all brands that I do business with and I personally love. Uh, I'm a big hiker. I love spending time outdoors, and my house is an Osprey Packs house. So between my wife and I, we've got five Osprey Packs. Which, when you hike a lot, you have different tools, etc. And, and what I, one of the reasons I love Osprey is, is their promise, which we were talking about earlier, is that they're going to inspire adventure and ease my journey. You make it easy for me to have a great time. Well, Osprey is a company that sells uh, outdoor equipment of sorts. Exactly. For recreational use, yeah. Exactly. And, and if, if you spend a lot of time hiking in the outdoors, they have a pack probably for just about any application. It's a crowded market, though. And one of the things that Osprey does to stand out 
from all of their competition is one, they've targeted a promise to something that as a hiker, I actually care about. I want to be outdoors, enjoying myself and not worry about it. And having a pack that fails you is about the worst thing that can happen. Where literally everything you need to survive is connected. And so tell me what's in that pack that would fail. So straps would fail, zippers would fail. Uh, one of the biggest challenges is with a pack is does it fit correctly and is the suspension system correctly adjusted? Because if it not, you will notice the weight of the pack and it fatigues you a lot more. It's harder to carry your belongings with you. So even mm. something as, as simple as that, Osprey is known for making a pack that fits better and, and wears better than, than any other ones. And one of the reasons they're able to do that is the typical backpack that a hiker might use, they might go through maybe three design iterations before they put a new pack out on the market. Osprey will do up to 18. So they're constantly doing these feedback cycles with actual users to figure out, does this feature work? Does it not? What happens when you're six miles into the hike? Is the pack still comfortable or is there an issue that you're experiencing? And they adjust mm -hmm. all of those things to make sure they're keeping their promise. So, and that's great. And, and they imply this promise through their marketing. You know, um, our, our buddy, Jeff Hazlett, and you and I both know Jeff, uh, his definition of a brand is a promise delivered. Mm. So, which I think ties in perfectly with the guaranteed customer experience, because that's who's making that guarantee. The company is, they're saying, you're going to love our food. You're going to love our backpacks. You're going to love our cars. And you're, and they tell you why, and you expect that to be the truth. You do expect it to be the truth. Uh, I think there's something that is an essential element that many brands and companies ignore, which is if we go back to the promise itself, that promise had better be interesting and relevant to our customers. Yeah, that's another important piece of it. If the, if the customer is not going to care, then you can make all the promises in the world. It won't matter, right? So if you can summarize that lesson with Osprey into one sentence, what would it be? Action. They, they take action that is deliberately intended to ensure they're keeping their promises. Okay, great. Uh, give me another lesson. Well, let's go back to promises because okay, uh, I think that's that's the foundation of all of it. We we gather a lot of data from our customers, but are we necessarily gathering the right data or the right insights? And the one thing I think every brand, every product manager, every customer service representative should really understand is the problem that a customer is trying to solve. We're not buying products or services. We're actually trying to solve a problem. And if you can craft a promise that says, I understand your problem and I'm going to help you solve it, that cuts through all the marketing noise and provides assurance for the customer. So I'll give you an example. And this is really targeted for customer service. Years ago, I'm about to start a webinar. I'm hosting it. My client's paying me, so the stakes are high. And as I'm logging in, the webinar platform is not working. Now, here's where a lot of support people really misunderstand the customer. My problem in that moment is not really to fix the glitch. It's to ensure my, my webinar with my client goes off without any issues and that my client is mm -hmm. happy. That's really my problem. 
And the support rep, I was able to miraculously get through the tech support. They solved the problem quickly, the technical issue, but I'll never forget how they really understood what I was really facing. She said to me, I know your webinar is about to start. I'm going to stay on the line with you for an extra few minutes. And if there's anything else that goes wrong as you're starting the webinar, I'll be right there to help you. Wow. She knew it was fixed. I knew it was fixed, but that extra few moments of reassurance was really what I needed in that moment. And I didn't really like the product, but I stayed with that product for two more years because of that. Because of that. Yeah. 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 So, and a summary of that lesson would be. She understood the real problem that I was trying to solve. It wasn't fixed the glitch. It was make sure that my webinar went off without a hitch. So what is the question behind the question? The problem behind the problem, I think is really what it is. People say one thing means something else. You called tech support because there was a glitch, but the real issue isn't the glitch. The real issue is I need to be on line real quick because I've got an audience waiting. You know, it's kind of like the old, you know, you're not buying a drill because it drills. You're buying a drill because you need a hole. That's exactly it. Right, and, right. And that sentiment comes from the, the, the same place. Uh, and you said it, and this is the thing I think people need to be on the lookout for. Our customer often expresses their problem with what I call an I need to statement. So they will call into tech support, for example, and say, I need to be on a webinar in 10 minutes this thing is acting up right now, please fix it. The tech support rep doesn't hear that I need to, so they miss the problem. But the customer often says it explicitly. Mm, yep, yep. All right, we have time for one more. Ooh, um, you ever been to Portland, Oregon? I love Portland, Oregon. Here's the secret about Portland, Oregon for any of your listeners that, that have not been there. Public transportation is the way to get around. I used to rent a car when I'd fly in and visit a client and any client that's accessible to public transportation. Uh, I just started taking uh, TriMet, which is the public transportation operator there. So the promise of, of public transportation is I will get you to your destination by a certain point in time. And one of the amazing things that TriMet does, which I think provides a lesson for all types of other situations, they have a real-time operations center they can have 20 or more employees looking at their whole system, video feeds, information come from multiple sources, and they're looking for issues. And, and earlier you're asking me about broken promises. Well, you know, a mistake might be uh, the schedule is wrong, but maybe there's construction they didn't anticipate or mechanical failure. They monitor all of this. They provide updates to people, passengers, real time through multiple channels. And they also have contingency plans available to fix it. I remember one day going to the airport, the, whatever the reason was, our light rail, the train couldn't go any farther. And normally people would, would panic. In fact, a few people on the train did because we were all a little worried. Within 30 minutes, they had buses picking us all up and moving us further down the, the rail line to another stop. This was not an, an anticipated outage. But in 30 minutes, they fixed it and everybody made their flights. Wow, that's impressive. That's anticipating an issue and being ready to solve it. Yeah. So I remember, and I'm not going to tell you this is 100% accurate. Okay. But, um, I'm, and I, there was an airline, and I, and, and I won't tell you the name, but the initials were TWA. So for those old enough to remember, TWA was bought by American. 
a very successful airline and a very successful uh, sale to American. Um, however, other airlines uh, have disappeared not so successfully, such as Eastern Airlines. So at the time, TWA, I was doing a lot of business with them in customer service work, and their head of customer or passenger service or experience said the reason uh, TWA was so focused on becoming the on-time airline, and they were number one for years of being on time, uh, they said that the reason she felt based on uh, stats and data that they had at the time that Eastern Airlines went under was because customers stopped flying, it's business customers who are the biggest part of their revenue because they pay higher dollars for tickets, they couldn't count on the airline getting them to where they were supposed to be on time. And uh, so understanding the airline business, uh, 80 to 83, 84% is considered a really good on time thing. So one out of almost, almost one out of every five flights is gonna be delayed at some level. But Eastern was far worse than that. And that's now, I don't know if that's true, but the woman in charge of all of customer service at TWA told me that's why they're so fixated on it because they knew that was a major reason the other airline. They, the promise is, you, you know, I'm paying you money. You tell me when I need to be here to get on the plane. You tell me when I'm going to land. Keep the promise. And I jokingly used to say, you know what? It doesn't matter how you treat me. Just get me there safe and on time. <laughs> <laughs> and that airline's going to make a lot of money if they can always do that. So anyway, I know that's a little bit off topic, but that's what you're talking about, right? That's exactly what I'm talking about. And, and uh, as an aside, I was a big fan of TWA as well. Uh, the, I think that the thing sometimes is, is we lose sight of, you know, as a speaker, for example, you've got to get to that client engagement on time because your client's counting on you. That's really what you're trying to solve. Is it nice if they give you a lot of amenities and it's a luxurious cabin and, and the, the it helps. Are, it's oh, why you might course. fly one airline over another. Yeah, absolutely. But if they don't show up on time, none of that matters. None of it matters. Right. Right. That's exactly. exactly. All right. Well, this has been really outstanding. And the book again is titled the guaranteed customer experience. You can get it on Amazon, but before we go, I always have the one thing question. Is there one more idea you want to share? One something you want to reiterate, if you will, to take us home? I will, Shep. And thank you for asking that. So I think as a writer, we have to take our own medicine. And that's why I've put my email, my phone number in the book. And I offer readers a guarantee. If they try to implement the concepts in the book and don't see an increase in customer growth, they can book an hour with me and I will spend an hour one-on-one -on -one and walk them through it and help them figure it out. So I put my own guarantee in the book because I believe in the model. I love that. I love that. And you know what? An hour with Jeff Toyster, even 10 minutes with Jeff Toyster is worth a whole lot more than the investment of that book. Even though the book's going to be great, we know what it's like to go one-on-one -on -one with the experts. So Jeff, uh, thanks for being on the show. As always, we love having you here. The book again, the guaranteed customer experience, how to win customer, or, yeah, how to win customers by keeping their, your promises, get it today. Don't delay. <laughs> Jeff, thanks again for being on the show. Shep, I appreciate your support as always. It's a lot of fun. All right, everybody that wraps up another episode of amazing business radio. We will be back next week with another interview. So please come back, stay tuned. We look forward to having you back. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.